millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast and uh, we've been a little bit quiet of late, um, a lot of stuff going on uh, as I mentioned, um, slowly overcoming the after effects of the virus and um, I think we're uh, kind of in uh, uh, on the mend now so uh, we'll be getting back to more, more regular uh, more regular service. Uh, so thanks for your patience, everybody. Um, today we're going to talk uh, a little bit uh, about um, the Battle of Midway. If you've been listening to this podcast in the last few months or so, you'll know that um, I talked about the, uh, the initial stages of the battle, um, the intelligence coup that uh, the US Navy uh, had in breaking Japanese codes beforehand, uh, and the fact that um, uh, Japanese strategy was to try to lure the uh, US Pacific Fleet uh, into uh, one titanic confrontation in the mid-Pacific where carriers would destroy the fleet and uh, Japanese battleships would finish off what was left. Um, What the Japanese didn't know is that the Americans, having broken their codes, had essentially prepared a trap for Yamamoto, Kondo, Yamaguchi and Nagumo uh, and their respective, respective carriers. So where we had last left off had been uh, Nagumo's decision to attack Midway Island uh, and then um, an attack by the uh, island-borne um, uh, aircraft, the US island-based aircraft, uh, on uh, Nagumo's fleet. Um, the uh, fleet, uh, the island-borne aircraft, um, were largely wiped out but they succeeded in causing panic and delay uh, amongst the uh, the Japanese, uh, amongst, uh, uh, well, from Nagumo himself. Uh, and we're reading from uh, Max Hastings' All Hell uh, Let Loose uh, again, this kind of very, very good standard uh, kind of reader for the Second World War. He writes, The only achievement of the strikes from Midway, uh, purchased at shocking cost, was to impede flight operations aboard the Japanese carriers, 
Nagumo was hamstrung by the need to recover his attack force, short of fuel, uh, before he could launch uh, a strike against Fletcher's fleet. Meanwhile, he ordered Cates, the uh, Japanese fighter bombers, uh, in the hangars once more to be armed with torpedoes. By far his wisest choice at this stage would have been to turn away uh, and open the range with the enemy until he had reorganised his air groups and was ready to fight. As it was, however, with characteristic lack of initiative, he held course. At 9.18am, uh, the uh, Japanese flight decks were still in chaos uh, as aircraft completed, ref uh, completed refuelling, when picket destroyers signalled another warning and began to make protective smoke. The first of Fletcher's planes were closing fast, and zeros scrambled to meet them. So this is a, 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 a pivotal moment um, in a, a naval battle. Timing is absolutely everything, and particularly in a carrier battle. Being able to decide what to arm the uh, fighters and bombers with, torpedoes or bombs, uh, getting them fueled, uh, and then knowing where the enemy is and what the enemy's intentions are is you know what what they would now call a kind of a three-dimensional chess, uh, and Nagumo failed in, in every count um, by being indecisive uh, and by not moving the fleet to safety. He clogged the flight decks just at the point where um, the uh, American flyers, the American naval aviators, were able to locate his fleet, and uh, of course. Uh, equipping, fueling and uh, equipping a uh, plane with munitions takes a, a considerable period of time. So um, whilst in carrier battles the ships never see one another, um, there are significant impediments in turning around a, uh, a bomber fleet or a, or a squadron. So uh, before the Americans uh, uh, took off uh, that morning, one um, of the uh, torpedo bomber um, pilots, uh, Lieutenant Commander John Waldron, spoke to his pilots uh, that the coming battle, he said, would be historic and, I hope, a glorious event. Um, Jimmy Gray, who was the squadron commander of the Wildcats that day, wrote, All of, all of us knew we were on in the world's centre ring. Um, Lieutenant Commander Eugene Lindsay, who is the uh, commander of Torpedo 6, who'd been injured uh, a couple of days earlier when his ditch plane had uh, made a, a botched landing, um, said, this is what I've been trained to do. Um, and he subsequently died that day. So there was a uh, an understanding uh, amongst the uh, crews, the American crews, and no doubt amongst the Japanese, that this was a pivotal moment of the war, that there was going to be um, a, a huge confrontation, and that the the winners would be would really decide the future of the war in the Pacific. When the Americans approached um, the Japanese uh, fleet. Uh, well, Nagumo's fleet, um, they approached it in successive waves. Gray said, Seeing the white feathers of ships' wakes at high speed at the far end edge uh, um, of the overcast, and realising 
that there, for the first time in plain sight with the Japanese, who had been knocking hell out of us for seven months, was a sensation not many men know in a lifetime. And there, again, there's another very important point to re reflect on there, that since the, um, since the surprise attack on Pearl Harbour uh, and the uh, other attacks on uh, British uh, positions in Malaya and in Burma, the um, Allied powers in the Pacific had been on constant retreat. In that time, uh, Singapore had fallen, uh, British, Australian, Dutch and American ships had been devastated uh, uh, on the retreat to Australia um, and there had been um, a, a, a kind of a Pyrrhic victory for America or at least a stalemate, a draw, at the Battle of the Coral Sea. But here was a moment for the, the first opportunity that America had had to strike a significant blow at um, at Japan. American Devastator uh, fighter bombers flew in low um, with a, uh, a cover of uh, Wildcat fighters uh, flying above to take on uh, Japanese Zeros. But debates around tactics and um, lack of coordination between the, the fighters and uh, the Devastators which were flying low in for a torpedo attack meant that Japanese Zeros got in between the fighter screen and the torpedo bombers uh, and managed to uh, sink the vast majority of them. The 12 planes of Torpedo 3 were flying in formation at 2,600 feet and still 15 miles from their targets when they met the first Japanese. Slashing attacks persisted through their run-in. One of the few surviving American pilots, Wil uh, Wilhelm Doc Esders, wrote, when approximately one mile from the carrier, our leader apparently expected to attack. His plane was hit and crashed into the sea in flames. I saw only five planes drop their torpedoes. Esda's own devastator was hit. His radio man was fatally wounded. And the CO2 fire bottle in the cockpit exploded. Flak shells burst below them whilst the Zeros kept firing. The crew was extraordinarily lucky that the enemy planes turned away after, the, um, after following them homewards for 20 miles. Um, so the, the Devastators continued to, um, uh, to advance on their target uh, to 100 knots, um, but each of them was, e each wave of the Devastators was um, wiped out, and most of the torpedoes that were actually dropped were dropped beyond any kind of effective range, um, and so the Japanese ships had ample time to turn in order to, to avoid them. Uh, American torpedoes in general uh, at this point in the war were fairly in ineffective, though American torpedo technology innovated throughout the war. By 10am there were six, six aircraft out of 41 uh, still flying, uh, the uh, air crews had suffered devastating losses. Uh, 14 uh, pilots uh, and crew out of 82 um, uh, survived. Um, most of the survivors' planes were um, wrecks, devastated with um, bullet holes when, when they landed. Um, and it was uh, only through um, chance that a great many of them uh, made it at all as they crash back down onto the 
flight deck of the Yorktown and the Enterprise. So the disaster of the Devastator um, torpedo planes would quickly be replaced by uh, a, a triumph, not of torpedo planes, but of dive bombers. Several minutes after the last torpedo plane had had its attack run uh, and been shot down, the uh, noise of bombers overhead could be heard. Um, the uh, Nugumo's uh, Mitsubishi Zeros were out of fuel, or low on fuel, and had to land. Um, and this was uh, nothing short of a, a, a disaster for, um, uh, for Nagumo's fleet. Um, and the, uh, the, the, the nightmare for Nagumo came in the shape of the Dauntless dive bomber, of which Max Hastings writes. The Dauntless was the only effective 1942 US naval aircraft. What followed changed the course of the Pacific War in the space of minutes. Dauntlesses fell on Nagumo's carriers, wreaking havoc. I saw this glint in the sun, said um, pilot Jimmy Thatch, um, who was one of the uh, devastator torpedo bombers um, that had been uh, shot down um, and was in the sea at the time. I saw this glint in the sun and it looked just like a beautiful silver waterfall. These dive bombers coming down. It looked to me like almost every bomb hit. In reality, the first three bombs aimed at the cargo missed, but the fourth achieved a direct hit, setting off sympathetic detonations amongst munitions scattered across the carrier decks and in the hangars. Sorry you and Akagi suffered similar. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wildcat pilot Tom Cheek was another fascinated spectator as the dive bombers pulled out. As I look back uh, to Akagi, hell literally broke loose. First, the orange-coloured flash of a bomb burst uh, appeared on the flight deck 
midway between the island structure and the stern. Then, in rapid succession, followed by bomb burst amidships, and in the water founts of near misses plumed up by the stern. Almost in unison, Carga's flight deck erupted with bomb bursts and flames. My gaze remained on the Akagi uh, as an explosion at the midship waterline seemed to open the bowels of the ship into a rolling greenish-yellow ball of flame. Soryu too was being hit heavily. All three ships had lost their foaming white bow waves and appeared to be losing way. I circled slowly to the right, awestruck. So here was a, uh, a kind of a, a disastrous moment for Japan when three of its carriers in the space of a couple of minutes were hit by the, uh, uh, the Dauntlesses. Two of the three carriers sunk immediately, with the third being scuttled by, uh, by the evening. Um, and probably the most uh, extraordinary um, couple of minutes of naval warfare in, in the entire Second World War. It was all the more remarkable because the Dauntlesses didn't have any fighter cover. The, in a, a kind of a navigation accident, the um, fighter cover of Wildcats had been sent in the wrong direction and eventually ran out of fuel. Um, so the uh, Dauntlesses um, had nothing to... Um, uh, no, no fighter cover to see off the uh, Mitsubishi Zeros, which by pure chance and the huge sacrifice by the Devastators... Um, the zeros were out, were out of fuel. Um, there was widespread horror and fury uh, amongst the rest of the Japanese navy at the loss of the carriers. Um, Ameri um, um, American flyers who were plucked out of the sea by the Japanese uh, were immediately executed. And in a counter-strike, Nagumo's uh, carrier Hiryu uh, which is the sole surviving carrier, uh, launched its uh, attack on the Yorktown. Um, the Yorktown uh, radar operators detected uh, incoming dive bombers from some 50 miles out, and fighters began the uh, scramble. Um, they, 11 bombers and three zeros were uh, shot down, with more being, two more being taken down by anti-aircraft fire, but three Japanese bombs hit the Yorktown. Um, the energetic damage control enabled the carrier to continue uh, landing its dive bombers, even as the crew fought huge fires. Um, Admiral Fletcher uh, transferred his flag to the cruiser Astoria and surrendered overall command to uh, Admiral Jack Spruance. Um at 2.30, a wave of Japanese torpedo bombers from the Hiryu closed on the Yorktown again, uh, which again uh, flew off fighters. Max um, Hastings writes, Ensign Milton Tootle had just cleared the deck of the carrier in his wildcat when the attackers closed in. Tootle turned through the American uh, anti-aircraft barrage, shot down an enemy plane, and then was himself down by a zero after a flight lasting barely 60 seconds. He was lucky uh, to be rescued from the water. Um, several attackers uh, were shot down, but four launched their torpedoes 
uh, two of which struck the carrier. The ocean um, seawater flooded into the ship uh, and it began to list. Just before um, 3 p.m., the captain ordered the Yorktown to be abandoned and the uh, destroyers attached to the Yorktown rescued the entire crew. Uh, uh, 30 minutes later, Spruance then launched another strike of his own with uh, uh, 27 dive bombers, including 10 from the Yorktown, which had uh, landed uh, on uh, other carriers. By 5pm, they found the Hiryu, um, while its crew were uh, eating uh, in the mess, um, the ship had 16 aircraft left, 10 of which were fighters, but only a reconnaissance plane was in the air at the time, and the Japanese now lacked um, any kind of radar uh, to warn them of the Americans coming. The commander of the Hiryu was a Yamaguchi, um, and he first became aware of the uh, attack when four bombs uh, hit the carrier, uh, setting it ablaze. And his reaction was to uh, announce a farewell to his crew uh, and disappear to his cabin to commit ritual suicide, uh, as was uh, appropriate for an admiral of his rank. Um, the ship began to list uh, and was uh, scuttled with uh, Japanese torpedoes, Four of the six carriers now that had attacked Pearl Harbor were at the bottom of the uh, Pacific. On the American side, the loss of the Yorktown uh, was the, the great capital ship loss of the day, uh, along with significant numbers of uh, aviators uh, and, and aircraft. Um, there had been, there was no doubt that the Americans had scored a huge victory. Uh, at the Battle of Midway. Um, Nagumo uh, decided to withdraw, though this was countermanded by Yamamoto, who then demanded a night surface attack on the Americans. Um, Spruance turned away, recognising that the fleet had accomplished everything possible, so uh, by uh, Spruance withdrawing, he denied the Japanese the um the the kind of the clawback that they that they they looked for uh, which was um, a very very wise decision the uh, disengagement was a, a a good idea because the battleships um that yamamoto had uh, put into play were completely un, unknown to the americans um, and were closing in very quickly uh, from the north. Uh, and had the uh, had the uh, decision by Spruance not have been taken, the entire Japanese um, battle plan would have been an awful lot more successful. Uh, and this was again essentially the the model that the Japanese had for dealing with a powerful naval rival in the Pacific, be it the uh, Americans or, or the British, for whom the strategy was originally, originally devised. Spruance saw his task as uh, maintaining uh, the advantages that uh, American uh, aviators had bought for the US Navy that day. Um, and to protect... The surviving uh, carriers. 
it was at the point of Spruance's withdrawal that Yamamoto um, acknowledged that the Battle of Midway had finally been been lost, and also um, ordered the retreat. Spruance again turned and, and followed uh, the Japanese, launching a further strike which sank one heavy cruiser and crippled another. And this was at the end of the battle, uh, but on the 7th of June, a Japanese submarine uh, met the burnt-out Yorktown under tow and dispatched her to the bottom. Now, it would be a mistake to think at this point that the, the Japanese were done for. Um, the Japanese uh, fleet would finally be uh, destroyed uh, another two years later at the Battle of Leyte, um, uh, following uh, in the, the prelude to MacArthur's uh, invasion or, or reconquest of, of the Philippines. So um, the, the Japanese were able to continue um, throwing landing blows on the Americans for some time uh, to come. Um, the US Navy learned lessons at, at Midway that it would continue to, um, uh, to continue to develop throughout, throughout the war. Um, Japanese industrial uh, and manufacturing weakness meant that it was difficult to replace uh, the aircraft uh, and ships that had been lost. But also the tradition of um, uh, seeing the Japanese pilots as almost a kind of samurai type um, cast of having a limited exclusive number of them instead of the um, uh, mass training programs that the Americans um, uh, went on was a, a, a key and fatal error. Uh, Nimitz remained short of carriers until uh, 1943. It took a, a while to replenish the carrier for the Pacific Fleet of carriers but after that, America's building program delivered a huge number of uh, uh, new warships. So it was the, the Battle of Midway really set what the second part of the war would look like uh, and where the, uh, the balance of naval power would lie. Despite the Japanese Navy being able to put up quite a fight uh, in the, the months afterwards, the the trend was always after Midway, away from uh, Japanese success and towards uh, American dominance. And I guess one thing that Midway did was it, it conclusively ended um, the the naval relevance of the battleship. It was uh, there was no bigger and better display of what carrier-borne aircraft could do than Midway and uh, after Midway um, the focus on, on naval shipbuilding uh, was almost exclusively uh, on carriers except for of course from Japan that continued to put most of its energies into battleships um, and also the thinking of um, Japan's ally Nazi Germany which never really uh, saw much of a role for the aircraft carrier, uh, surprisingly. Okay, so um, next time when we uh, go back into looking at the war in the Pacific, we will look at um, Guadalcanal and uh, the war in New Guinea. 
Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. By the way, do join us at the Explaining History Facebook group, where there's always something interesting to discuss. And if you can uh, afford to uh, sponsor the Explaining History uh, podcast, you can catch us on Patreon, um, where all contributions are gratefully received. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 